Welcome to Characters Here Podcast. I'm your host, Charday, creator of SLF Entertainment. On this show, I interview talented people as they share their amazing stories. I also share stories of my own, talking about the ups and downs in life and how to stay motivated. You can find me on Instagram at SLF underscore entertainment, Facebook SLF Entertainment, and check out my books on Amazon. So join the community at CharactersHere.com. Hello, it is Charday, your host on Characters Here Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This episode is inspired by motivational speaker, Miss Raven Turner, and it is titled Adversity is Here. And adversity means a difficult or unlucky or unpleasant situation. It's just like, oh, this is bad. And we've all had adversity. When it comes to trying to live the life uh, the way you want, chasing after that dream that you have and becoming the person you want to be, adversity is going to test you in ways you never imagined. And it can throw you off your course, but you have to learn from it. And by learning from it, you know what to expect or how to handle the situation better because there will be a next time. So I took some notes as I was thinking about this. You know, some adversities can be um, not getting accepted to your dream college, dream school, not getting hired at the job you thought you would always work at, not making the football team, the soccer team, volleyball team, basketball team, uh, not passing a test or failing the class. So you can fail at something more than once, probably fail at it nine times, but on the 10th try, on the 10th try, you pass and you succeed. The difference between facing adversity and running from adversity is your will to try again and again and again and again until you get a yes. And it doesn't have to be exactly what you wanted because honestly, it could be even better. Like you try for the choir year after year and every year it's always something. The first year, you missed the deadline. The second year, you sang the wrong song. The third year, it was between you and the choir director's niece. But you really want this. You cannot see yourself doing anything else. So you agree you haven't put your best foot forward or you've given as or you haven't given as much as you can give. But you try one more time and there's a new choir director who knows your voice is strong and you get a solo more than anyone else in the choir. Not that this is really important, but the background noise, like the old choir director who just didn't like you, had to be fired in order for you to get your shine. Did you hear that? I said, (laughs) not that this is really important, but the background noise, what happens behind the scenes, what you don't see when you are trying to make it, is something that is being fought just so you can have your shine. The background noise, like the old choir director, when you missed your deadline, when you sung the wrong song, when it was between you and that old choir director's niece and you, he chose his niece. So that choir director had to be fired in order for you to get on. Whatever you believe in, there is someone working in your favor when you do your part. I believe in God. So I know God is working in your favor when you do your part. You have to do your part. Belief 
can only go so far. You have to put action into it and you have to be committed. So you may get upset or not understand why you keep getting rejected, but you have to remember that you are supposed to learn from this and that a lot that you don't see in order for you to get where you want to be, that that's what's going on in the background. So you can't do anything but just try your hardest. Adversity happens to shape you and build your character and strength. Without it, you probably would have given up at the first no. So I'm going to just leave him right here because the Raven got some tea for y'all. Not tea. Raven got some more pointers for you. She is really doing her thing. Y'all go ahead and give her a listen. And I will see y'all later. Go ahead and um follow characters here on Twitter. And then also follow me on Instagram at slf underscore entertainment. Also, my newest book is out, Bad Politics, on Amazon and CreateSpace. And I will be opening up more platforms for it to be available. Go ahead and Cop that. <laughs> Bye. She graduated from Prairie View A&M University with a Bachelor of Science in Health and currently enrolling in an Executive MBA at Texas Women's University, graduating in December. She is focused on building her consultant company, Raven Turner and Associates, author of Pushed, Turning Adversity into Advantage, from Dallas, Texas, and a special guest on Karis' here, 27 years young, Raven Turner. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So tell us, what was your childhood like? Any memories? Were you in any sports or clubs? Uh, I had a great childhood. Um, I grew up in Mesquite. Um, I love to play outside. I have a brother and a sister, so um, I'm very athletic and competitive. So um, we were always outside and playing around, and I mean, I just remember kind of being like a little tomboy, but um, I had a great childhood. I loved it. And who were your role models as a kid? I'd have to say my parents. You know, when you're a kid, your mom and dad are kind of like your superheroes. You think they can't do anything wrong. So <laughs> I'd have to say my mom and dad. I love my, my parents. Great. Were there any, like, lessons that they, like, taught you or something to prepare for when you got out on your own? Uh, my parents, you know, they just instilled in me certain values and characteristics, you know, just, uh, you know, like integrity, uh, you know, doing what's right, even when everybody else may not be doing it. Um, you know, one thing they used to always say is, you know, don't jump off the bridge. Like, are you going to jump off the bridge as everybody else is jumping off the bridge? You know, so basically don't follow the crowd. Be yourself. Uh, be bold. Be confident. Um I'm very ambitious and driven. I mean, I am who I am today because of those values that they instilled in me. You know, work hard. Uh, when things don't happen, you keep pushing because, you know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And everybody is not going to do what needs to be done to be great. So uh, I'd have to say all of those things, certain values and stuff that they instilled in me. Now, did it come to a time when you had to use those lessons that you learned well, that your parents taught you? Absolutely. After uh, college, you know, I wanted to be a collegiate athletic director and none of those doors were opening up. You know, you could I could have settled and quit. I could have just kind of took the easy road. But really throughout that whole ordeal, what really was happening was I was beginning to realize, like, I don't really want to work in sports as much as I love to compete and play the game. Uh, what I really want is freedom, you know, and the best way to get freedom is to build your own and to be an entrepreneur. I have now built, uh, you know, I'm building now a business, a consulting business where we provide services, which is me coming to speak at colleges, universities, uh, 
you know, eventually corporate staff development and I have products. And the first product I have now is my book. So I'm building something. I'm connected with some of the top motivational speakers in the world. Eric Thomas, uh, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of him. Uh, so everything is, you know, happening great. I mean, it's not an easy road, but like I said, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? True. And <laughs> could you describe what your road to college was like? Like when you applied to certain uh, universities or didn't get in, things like that? Yeah, so um, I only applied to like four places. I was looking to play sports in college, you know, so a lot of athletic programs that wanted me between the four. Like I applied to Tarleton and Oklahoma State, PV. Um, but the thing is, you know, you had to take that ACT. And mm-hmm. I'm not really a good test taker. I really wasn't trying to study. So I got what I needed to get in purview. Um, they offered me a scholarship. I already knew a bunch of people that went there. And uh, that's why I went to, that's how I wound up going to Purview. And it was one of the best decisions of my life. There's nothing like going to an HBCU and Purview is that HBCU. And what was your experience like there? And what led you to study health? Oh my God, the experience was amazing. Everything <laughs> about college is great. Like if you, if people who are listening, if you don't, if, you know, if you're thinking about going to college or you're on the fence, go and Going to HBCU is, is just, I can't even explain, but it's an experience that is not like any other. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do in college. So I just took health. Like I said, I was going to do something in sports. I really didn't know what I was going to do in sports. So I kind of just took health because it was easy. And I would, at the time, I was thinking about being like a, uh, one of, I forget the name, but like one of those people who help the athletes, um, you know, when they're hurt in sports. Mm, okay. That's what I was going to do. So that's what led me to health. Yeah, if I was to do it again, I'd probably take business. And did you, like, try to get into any internships or anything to get involved on campus? Yeah, so um, after college and really, like, my junior year, I applied to Nike, tried to get a Nike internship. I tried twice. I tried to get in Central Florida. Um, I tried to get an NCAA internship, a college football playoff internship. None of them, none of that stuff worked. And what, how did that build your character? Because I know, like, hearing no's a lot of times can be discouraging. What kept you going? Yeah, absolutely. I was frustrated. Um, You know, I couldn't understand what was happening, why they weren't choosing me. Uh, I think I, you know, felt felt like a failure probably at times from wanting to do this. And, you know, all these no's um, keep coming. Uh, but really, it was uh, really a blessing in the skies. Like, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't change all that rejection because I love what I'm doing. Like, and I'm building something. I'm never going to go work for anybody else. Um, like, I'm going to build a business. This is going to be like a multi-million dollar business one day. And right now, I'm laying down the foundation. I'm I'm creating the roots, laying down the foundation. Um, and eventually, you know, a house will get built. But it takes time, you know? So which came first? Was it to write a book or to start your own business? Uh, well, I I started speaking first, so I would say the business. Like I started speaking, you know, when you speak, you speak for like 30 minutes to an hour and people are loving what you say and whatnot. So then I decided to write a book and I'm connected, like I said, with Eric Thomas and Kendall Ficklin, people who do this. 
So they're like, you need a book because you need something tangible to, you know, when after you speak, people want want more. You're giving them something tangible that they can read and take home with them and look at. So yeah. that is where the book came in at. And, um, and that actually helps the business as well, you know, because if someone doesn't have money to pay you as a speaker and a budget, they may have money um, in their budget for books. So, you know, that way, because this is business, like I'm, I'm bringing value and people have to be able to see that value. You know, a lot of times when you're not in business, people want free and stuff. But when you really start doing business, it's all, it's about the value that you're adding. So mm-hmm. um, you have to pay for that. Could you tell me what was your first speaking engagement and what was it like for you? Uh, my first speaking engagement was actually at a church and it was for like this youth conference. Uh, the theme was no opportunities wasted. It was actually at my home church, but it was maybe like in front of like 300 people or so. It was, I mean, it was great. I wasn't, I mean, I was nervous a little bit, but a good nervous. I like to be nervous before I speak and compete and all that other stuff. It makes me feel better, but it went very well, you know? Um, and it was kind of just like I've been there before, so. How did you come up to, uh, you know, put these chapters in your book and write about this certain topic? How did that come about? So um, I just kind of thought about my life, you know. Uh, The book is called Push because, you know, at the end of the day, everyone faces some type of adversity. It doesn't matter if you're in high school, college, you know, if you're 40 or 50 years old, if you are in middle school, you face difficulties and challenges every day. And in order to get through what you're going through, you have to keep pushing. And it's not going to always be easy. You know, like I said, you want to be entrepreneur. You want to go after your dreams. You know, sometimes people feel like success is elusive, but you have to keep pushing through what you're going through. Like, that's the only way. And the problem is, you know, people underestimate us and we quit. People tell us, like, they don't see the vision that we see, so we quit. We don't have confidence, so we quit. We allow fear to stop us. So we quit. And all of those are chapters in my book. Confidence, um, chapter about playing the hand you were dealt, like the cards you were dealt. You know, like I said, we are not all born with a silver spoon in our mouth or an ace card in our back pocket. Um, so you have got to learn to play the hand you were dealt. You know, everyone has a superpower. You know, like I'm short, but I'm quick, like on the court, you know. That's my superpower. Like if I was playing basketball and somebody is tall, you're tall, but I'm quick. Like I can... I can move circles around you, run circles around you. So, like, you have to find your superpower in life. If people underestimate you, you have to keep pushing. Michael Jordan was underestimated. Oprah Winfrey was underestimated. Look at how both of them became successful because they played the cards they were dealt. So that's how the book came about. Why do you think rejection is important? Rejection, I would say, is important because, um, you know, it kind of teaches you resiliency. It kind of shows you like what you're made out of, and if you use it the right way, you allow, <clears throat> you'll allow that rejection to motivate you. But I definitely think sometimes in order to come up, you gotta fall down. So uh, that's kind of what rejection is: people pushing you down, or you know, not believing in you, and you have got to rise up and see if you can get past this to get to the next level. So, how have your family and friends been supportive? What have they said or done? Oh man, they've been supportive uh financially. Um like I am a graduate student, I still stay home with my parents, so it really is a big help because um like I don't really have any major bills like that. So that allows me to focus on my business, you know, and then I work a night job. 
<clears throat> a night job. But everything that I'm doing, it just it just all is playing out the way it needs to play out. Um, and then I have, you know, church family who supports, PV family who supports, uh, other people who are like my second family, they support. I mean, they've been financially supportive for sure. So the supporters around there, not everybody supports, you know, like the associates from school, you know, you know who supports you and who doesn't. Everyone's not double tapping on that picture on Instagram, <laughs> but they will double tap when you have a bathing suit on in the summer or something. So you just got to keep going. You know, some people it's, you know, some people don't support because they know you, you know, it's like, I know who you were at PV or whatever, you know, not that I was a bad person, but you know, they know that Raven. And then, you know, you're trying to be a Raven who's now empowering and motivating people. And some people not used to that. So, you know, some people won't support that. And how important do you think it is to have a team around you? Oh, it's essential. <clears throat> no one gets this assessed by themselves, so you gotta have a team. You know, like I tell people that all the time, you have to have a strong starting five and you wanna win games, but the goal is to win a championship. So mm -hmm. that's that big goal that you have at the end of the year. And you don't win a championship. If you look on TV and you see sports teams that win championships, they don't win a championship with five players. It's the whole entire team, the bench, the coaches, everyone plays a role. The coaches play a role. The, the bench players play a role, the starting five play a role, and you need people who can play that role, who can come in and out the game, who can carry someone slack when they're having an off day. You definitely need a team. And if you don't have people adding value on your team, you need to subtract them off of the team. I know a lot of times uh, when people are building their brand or uh, coming up with their business, mm -hmm. it's like a really thin line when they employ family members and yeah. friends. Yeah. I agree. You know, uh, I haven't employed anyone in my family. I tell my <laughs> parents I would employ them really once I get uh, this business off the ground because I would need like some assistance and whatnot. But my parents will be on it. But, you know, like friends and family, it just depends. You know, they have to see the same vision that you have and they have to have a work ethic like you know, it's all about the culture, whatever culture you're trying to incorporate into your business. And if they don't fit into that culture, if they don't have the same values and morals, if they don't have the same work ethic, if they don't know what it is to give 120% effort day in and day out, then it's not going to work. So, um, yeah, you got to get the right people around you to be successful. So, like you said, it's all about the team. You got to get the right team. And what is one short-term goal and one long-term goal that you have? It can be personal or business-related. A short-term goal would be I have to do 10-minute videos every day. 10 minutes mm. is a long time to speak, actually. A lot of people don't yeah. think that, but it is. So my short-term goal is to consistently do 10-minute videos every day because if I do that, it'll help me with my long-term goal, which is to one day be one of the best speakers in the world. And how supportive is um, Eric Thomas? Well, so I have a coach named Kendall Fickling. And he is in Breathe University. He walks with E.T. I've met E.T. maybe three times. So he knows who I am, but I'm not on his radar like that where I'm just a priority. But I get access to his business, access to um, like events that he's at. You know, I get to go because I'm in Grindation. I'm affiliated with the whole Grindation and Breathe U. So, I mean, I've spoken to him plenty of times. You know, he was like, send me some videos. I'm not on his radar like I want to be, but I guarantee you I will be. So... I know, you know, he's a he's definitely a man who practices what he, you know, speaks, preaches. Um, 
I don't know. You can definitely tell, like, when you meet him and talk to him, it's, it's something about him. It's something about him that's just different. Um, and it makes you kind of want to, it makes you want to be better, you know? And speaking of, like, uh, people you look up to, what do you think about having a mentor? Uh, I think having a mentor is good. You need a mentor because um, you need someone who you can maybe confide in. Like, I mean, you can confide in your mentor personally if you want, but, you know, confide in business-wise. Someone who can kind of show you how to get from one step to the next. Because, like I said, you can't be successful by yourself. Like, there's just no way. And um, really, to be successful, you got to put yourself in an environment with successful people. You know, like... I'm in this environment with these speakers, but I mean, ET is one of the top speakers in the world. I, I work, I work with someone who works right with him. Um, my coach Kendall, you know, and he mm -hmm. always walking with ET and he always stresses about, you got to get a seat at the table, which means whatever you're trying to do in life, whether it's trying to be a singer, a model, inclusion, athletic director and sports, like a professional athlete, a doctor, lawyer, you have got to put yourself in an environment with people who are doing that. Because, you know, you may not know everything. Like, I don't know everything about business. But this man, E.T., is, is, has a multi-million dollar business. And he built it yeah. from scratch. So, you know, you do what you need to do and you make them notice you. And eventually you're going to get a seat at the table. But you want to always be, uh, like, on their radar. Like, you want them to know your name. You know, like my coach Kendall, he's always busy. He's super busy. And it's certain people in our group who stay on his radar because they're always working. They're always moving. So when speaking gigs come along and opportunities come along because you're on his radar, he's going to remember you and plug you in. So you got to stay connected. Like that's that's really why a lot of people don't become successful. They're not connected with the right people. So for those that are listening who are afraid to push or follow whatever dream they have, what advice could you give them? You know, I would give them, you know, uh, just think about you have one life in this world, you know, mm -hmm. you have one life and you didn't get to choose the life you were given, but this is the life you were dealt. So you have to figure out what are you going to do with it? Either you're going to settle, you're going to sit around and wish and hope and dream about it, or eventually you're going to wake up and go get it, you know, and that means sometimes you're not going to be able to go to every party. You're not going to be able to hang out with your friends. Like you got to figure out what it is that you want and um, you know, quit looking at everybody on TV. Like they're on TV for a reason. Cause they stopped looking at everybody on TV and they worked so they could get on TV. So right. you gotta work, you know, and even whatever you're pushing towards, whatever you're in pursuit of, it's not going to happen overnight. Like it just isn't, it may take a year, two years. Um, you may not see any action or growth from what you're doing for like four years. But you have got to be patient and you got to know, like, even though you may not see any growth, you're building a root system like you are building a foundation and you don't want to build your foundation on just anything because uh, adversity and storms are going to come. So when they come, if your foundation isn't solid and it's not standing on something solid, it's going to falter. So you got to understand it's like the bamboo tree. You know, that tree takes five years to grow to 90 feet. And in the first year, you see no results. Second year, you see no results. Third and fourth year, you see nothing. But within that fifth year, that bamboo tree grows to 90 feet. So I'm saying all that to say this. you got to have perseverance. you got to be patient. And you have got to keep nurturing your dream every single day. you got to keep watering it every day. got to keep planting seeds every single day. And eventually, something is going to come. Everybody has their time. Yes. So is there 
a quote you live by, a book you've read, or a person in your life that keeps you going? Honestly, no. I read books all the time, but really what keeps me going, um, I just know where I want to go. Like, I've seen the vision, and I know I can't get to it unless I get out here and work. Like, I got off of work today at 8. I haven't even been mm -hmm. asleep. Like, I don't have time what? to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. what I want, um, I want it more than I want sleep, you know, and if I go to sleep, my competition is not sleeping. They're up. So I got to be up. And I'm just I'm just motivated. I mean, you just got to be driven. You know, no book motivates me. People don't motivate me. I mean, I just motivate myself. I mean, it's made some people who may say something and I'm like, man, I can go a little harder. I can go a little further. But uh, you just got to want it bad enough to the point where it's like no more talking and I'm going to just do it. And are you working on anything new? No, I'm just trying to get speaking engagements. If anybody out there knows any places that need a speaker, please let me know. You can contact me at www.ravensambition.com. That is my website. Or you can send me an email at info at ravensambition.com. And all of that will be provided to once I post it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I'm going to wrap up the serious part and get to the fun, random questions I like to call it. Okay. If you had to wear one pair of shoes for the next 10 years, describe what shoe you would wear. I'd probably wear, I want to say they're called Nike Aztecs or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would say probably those. I like those. Would it be a certain color? We could do white. I like white. You know, keep yeah. it classy, like Beige Loaf said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's your favorite song? Oh, I don't really have a favorite song. I have favorite artists i mean like i love beyonce and nikki and wayne and drake and j cole chance what is your favorite holiday and why my favorite holiday i have to say christmas you know it's because it's just it's a different type of atmosphere like i love when the winter comes like i don't really like the cold and the snow but i love when the winter comes because it's uh you know, the smell is different outside and it's the leaves are out there. And I mean, people are, you get to dress cute and boots and all that other stuff. And then, yeah. I mean, you know, um, you get to eat and family time, you get to be with your family, the music. I mean, the, I love it. I love that time of the year. And if you could visit any place in the world, what would it be? I think I'd have to go to Dubai. Somewhere I haven't been yet, but I'm going to go. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be Dubai. And if you could be any character from any show, cartoon, movie, book, anything, what character would you be and why? I have no It can idea. be Raven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Raven, I guess. Your own character. You yeah. are your own character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to just be myself. Yes, love that. And again, please put out all your information. This is your plug. Go ahead. Promo, promo. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram name is Ravens underscore ambition so that's r-a-v-e-n-s underscore ambition twitter is the same thing ravens underscore ambition please follow me on instagram uh youtube please 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 go to youtube and follow me i need y'all's help i'm trying to get exposure i can't get exposure without you guys please subscribe to my youtube channel just type in raven turner i'm the first person that pops up just subscribe to my YouTube, check out my videos, leave comments. Um, I will reply back every time, YouTube and on Instagram. Facebook, uh, go just type in R Ambition One. Facebook, R Ambition One. Um, and then 
Like I said, uh, my email address is info at ravensambition.com. And the website is www.ravensambition.com. So everything has got to do with ambition. That's it. Let's get it. Nice. I, you know, I actually, I'm honest, I went ahead and liked you on Facebook and I followed you on YouTube. <laughs> oh, great, great. So I did all of that. Thank you. Great. Please spread the and I word. really want to thank you so much for doing this interview. When I actually, I think I, you came up on my feed because I do follow Eric Thomas. So oh. I was like really excited to learn about you. And then you have a book, so I will be copying that as well. I just do this because I love to expose people that are doing great things, I feel like, in the world. Yeah. And I know you're going to be even bigger than what you are today. So thank you so much, Raven, for this interview. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And if anyone wants to purchase the book, uh, Push, you can purchase it at Amazon.com. Uh, but if you want it signed, um and you want the bookmark that comes along with it, uh, if you go to my Instagram, the link in the bio will take you right to where you can purchase the book or go to my website. Um, again, that's www.ravensambition.com and just click on the tab that says author um, and it'll take you right there. But order the book pushed. I guarantee you it'll empower you, inspire you. There are testimonials if you don't believe me on my YouTube page. Uh, but get that copy, you know, get pushed into your purpose. Please. Thank you so much, Raven. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and invite your friends to listen as well. For more information on today's episode, head on over to charactershere.com and follow me on Twitter at charactershere. Don't forget to check out my books on Amazon. Until next time, don't be a stranger. Be a character. Be a character.